Good morning, Rock Church. Good to see everybody. Uh, welcome to The Rock. If it's your first time or you are brought here by a guest, we want to welcome you. My name is Travis Gibson. I'm one of the pastors here, and we're here in our Point Loma location, but every week we are one church with many locations, not just here in the, in the city, but also out of state in Oahu. So we want to say what's up to Rock Church Oahu, everybody joining online, everybody in the room, all of our usuals, all of our guests. Thanks for coming today. Um, we, we've just had so many great things happening in the, in the church lately. I know many of you have been blessed by them and thank you for contributing. Uh, we, we had an incredible marriage getaway last weekend. How many made it out to the marriage getaway? Come on, clap your hands, merry people. A few of you. Uh, I, I told last service, that's where like small animals go to die. I'm so sorry. It's like 127, 19 degrees. It is like just hot for no reason. It's just terrible hot. You gotta, you know it's too hot when you gotta bring a towel in the car to sit on before you get in the seat. That's, you know it's too hot when you bring towels just for your own seat. It was that hot. It was a great time though. If, if you have never been to the marriage getaway, can I just encourage you, put that on your calendar for next year. We, we, we wash each other's feet. We renew our vows together. There's great teaching enrichment, time to get together with other married couples and learn and be refreshed in Jesus' name. It was such a great time. And then over the last three weeks, I just wanna say shout out to our student ministries. Come on, clap your hands for our student ministries. The last three weeks, uh, they have been leading, partnering with 30 other churches for something called uh, the summer is ours and it's an incredible event and they have their kind of finale at our faith and family night this coming Saturday. By the way, go get your tickets to that. But just want to just shout them out because they've been doing a great job partnering with other churches, coming together, bringing great messages, hundreds of kids, like 700 students and volunteers every week in attendance. And, and, and hundreds of kids giving their life to Jesus. And so if you've heard that our students have fallen away from church, it's not all true. There are hundreds of kids every single week at the Rock Church in San Diego giving their life to Jesus and, and, and waving the banner for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And so much of that is because of your generosity. And so I just want to say thank you as one of your pastors. Thank you for giving. When you give, it makes a difference. It, it turns into salvations. Uh, events are put together and people's lives are changed. And so if, you, if you're like, man, I, I'm, not, I'm not a giver, get, get in the game. There's a blessing waiting to be released for you and for the kingdom. Uh, so thank you for that. Um, we are in our series, We Need to Talk. Everybody say, we need to talk. We need to talk, and uh, we, we just did one week on forgiveness last week. I'm going to do the second week in forgiveness today, and then come back next week because our senior pastor, Miles McPherson, is going to be back starting three weeks on end times. Woo! Right? Where are we going? Because it's the end. I don't know, right? It's the, I don't want to scare you. In fact, he's going to bring a message that should challenge you, encourage you, and be filled with hope. But, but it's going to be a topic that maybe is, is a lot of church people talk about end times. That, that's language we see in the Bible. But maybe your friends who are not used to church language are looking at the world going, man, what's happening? What's happening in the, in the world? It's looking a little bit weird. It's looking a little bit dark. dark. It's kind of scary. Uh, what, what, invite them to church. We're going to answer some of those questions. And I think they will be encouraged as we dive into God's word. Can I get a good Amen. Amen. Um, today is our first beach baptism in several years. We're going to Crown Point, and we have over 300 people getting baptized in water today. Come on. Let's praise God for that. It's not too late. 
Someone literally just uh, DM'd me on Instagram between services and said, hey, I'm going, I signed up, I'm getting baptized. And so if you know anybody, or maybe it's you yourself, you've been thinking about, man, when's the right time? Today is the right time. I prayed for you. Today is a day, (coughs) excuse me, to get water baptized. Uh, Let me pray for us and then we're gonna jump in. Heavenly Father, thank you today for your word. Thank you for this service. Thank you that we can come together by the power of your Holy Spirit and be drawn near to you in your presence. We pray that today, as we talk about forgiveness, that many would receive it and many would give it away. And so we say thank you, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said together, amen. <clears throat> um, I love that intro video, and maybe you're just walking in or just grabbing your seat or just tuning um, online with us at doing church anywhere, but I love that intro video, the uh, man on the street. Maybe you've seen that on one of the the late night shows where we go and you just interview people you randomly meet who you've never met before and ask them questions, and we ask them, hey, what is forgiveness? Can you describe it for me, or what's your experience with forgiveness? What, 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 What is it? What is it not? And I love the question that one of our pastors, Pastor Becky asked. She, she said, do you think there's anything that's done that's unforgivable? Is there anything that's too big, too dark, too big, too scary that's unforgivable? And it, it's, a, it's a great question because a lot of people have a lot of things to say about forgiveness. And I know it's a sensitive subject because y'all been through some stuff. And we can't just casually be saying things without considering what you've been through. Many of you have been abused. Maybe your abuser is still in the city. You know where they live. Maybe it's a relative. You've been stabbed in the back, so to speak, by a close friend or used to be a friend, or maybe your best friend cheated on you and cheated on, yeah, cheated on you. Trying to think of a better way to say it, but there really is no better way to say it. Maybe that's just what happened. You've been through some stuff that really hurts you, that impacted you, that broke your heart and you're still processing. Maybe someone wronged someone close to you. Or you heard the the girls say, man, if you mess with children, that's unforgivable. And so I don't wanna just jive in today without acknowledging that we are all at different stages and different places dealing through unforgiveness and forgiveness based on what we've been through. I don't wanna dismiss it. Everyone has something to say about it. And so I thought, well, let me just see What some people you may or may not know have to say, some quotes from people that you might recognize. This is from uh, the late pastor, Tim Keller. He said, forgiveness is a test in our belief and understanding of the gospel. This person said, to be a Christian means to forgive the inexcusable because God forgave the inexcusable in you. That was C.S. Lewis. Uh, Forgiveness is a strange thing. It can sometimes be easier to forgive our enemies than our friends. It can be hardest of all to forgive the people we love. That's Mr. Rogers. We must develop and maintain the capacity to forgive. He who is devoid of the power to forgive is devoid of the power to love. That's Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. It's my last one. Mistakes are always forgivable if one has the courage to admit them. And that's Bruce Lee. Everyone has a perspective. Everyone has something to say about forgiveness. So what exactly is it and how do we describe it to people? And maybe most importantly, how do we choose it? 
How do we choose forgiveness? And so I just want to unpack for you and and we did some last week, by the way, go back and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We put out great content every single week, our messages and other things. But Pastor Vince last week did a great job. Didn't he do a great job? Can we just thank Pastor Vince? I thought it was awesome. And so a little, little recap, but also some new stuff. But I want to tell you, here's what forgiveness is not. Here's what it is. Here's why we struggle. So first, here's what forgiveness is not. And I'm going to go fast. And so if you're a note taker, you may want to just, you know, visibly just capture it in your mind because I'm going to go fast. Forgiveness is not fair. Don't even raise your hand. It's not fair. It's not eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. It's, well, if you do this, then I'll do It's not. It doesn't work that way. Forgiveness is not easy. You don't just casually extend forgiveness, ask for forgiveness and say, so we're good. We're not always good, are we? Forgiveness is not easy. A lot of times it takes work. Forgiveness is not excusing. They just, they do this all the time. Just, don't worry about it. They did it last time. Forgiveness is not forgetting. It's just been so long. I'm just going to push out of my mind. Forgiveness is not forgoing. I'm just going to give up on the justice that I so desire. Forgiveness is not just for them. No, no, no. Forgiveness is a table for two. Okay. Forgiveness is an all skate. How many remember going to the skating rink and, you know, it was the single people skate. And then all of a sudden that song will come on. Roll, bounce, boom. That's an all skate song. We're all going to forgiveness land. It's not just for them, it's for everybody. Uh, forgiveness is giving others what Jesus gave you. And maybe you're new to church or it's your first time or maybe someone sent you this as a podcast or on our YouTube channel. You're going, I don't know anything about Jesus, let alone church stuff. And you don't know what you've been given. I, I pray by the end of our time, you will receive what God has given you. Maybe that's why though you, you, you don't know. I, forgiveness is just giving what others, what Jesus gave you. Forgiveness is forsaking my right to hurt you back. Isn't it? I want to, I want to, ooh, I want to get you back. And, and, and that's that control because it's really, unforgiveness is just a false sense of control. Because you're not in control, you're just stuck. And so for, forgiveness is forsaking my right to hurt you back. It's a gift that can't be earned. I like this one. Forgiveness is a gift that can't be earned. I heard someone say that, that trust is lost in buckets and earned in drops. That's trust. But forgiveness is not something that can be earned. Forgiveness is a gift that can't be earned. It's just given. It's given. And lastly, forgiveness is a promise before it's a feeling. I don't feel like forgiving, but I choose like forgiving. I don't feel like forgiving. I'm going to choose to forgive you. It's a promise before it's ever anything that I feel. And then what are the reasons I struggle? This is gonna help somebody today because I haven't forgiven myself. That's why I struggle. I, I, I haven't forgiven. I know me and I know you. But because I know me and my stuff and my pain and, and, and what I did last night and where I was and, and whose house I, I, I shouldn't have been at and the things that, that, that I was doing and snorting and taking and, and believing and watching, I, I'm hard on my, I, I can't forgive me and if I can't forgive me, that, no wonder I can't forgive you. I'm so hard on myself. I struggle to forgive. Maybe because I minimize my sin while exaggerating the sin of others. Woo, okay, Miss Dang, you just think you're just three snaps in a Z formation. You're just a bad girl. But we have all fallen short of the glory of the Lord. We've all fallen short. We've all sinned. We all got stuff 
We all have pride, we all have anger, we all have jealousy, we struggle with secrecy and secret sins. And maybe that's why you struggle because you've, you've minimized, you just, I'm gonna put my little sin over here, but I got, I got the, the, the telescope and, and microscope out for your sin. Maybe you struggle because you just don't understand what you've been given. Um, knowing all of this for me, what forgiveness is, watching last week's message, what it isn't, knowing while I struggle, often it's still not enough, even for me. And I'm a pastor, I'm a follower of Jesus. Maybe like many of you, sometimes it's still not enough to get me to choose forgiveness. I know what it is, I know what it isn't, I know what I struggle, I know the steps, I learned them last week from Pastor Vince, but sometimes I just still don't choose forgiveness. I think people need to know the why. Why should I choose forgiveness? What's the why? I remember growing up, and my, my, my older sister, I, I, she had the room across from me and I would go and she's eight years older than me. Her name is Rosina and she watches online from, from Monterey and uh, she texted me last service and, and I, would, I, would, I would go outside her door and I would knock and I'd say, Rosina, let me in. I wanna hang out. And she would always come back with me. Give me three reasons why. <laughs> and I would go, well, number one, because I love you so much. Number two, because I'm your brother. And, and number three, because I've been out here for an hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> I want to, why, why, why? Uh, anybody been skydiving before? Yeah, why'd you do that? <laughs> when a, a buddy of mine who, who serves in our church, his name is Paulie, he was proposing to his then girlfriend, became fiance um, many, many years ago went skydiving and he was going to come down and then boop, pop out the, the ring. You ever thought if he dropped it, what? <laughs> it's floating somewhere. And he got on one knee, but, but my then girlfriend, we were just starting to date, Vanessa, who's now my wife, wanted to go skydiving too. It was like, go ahead, boo, let me hold your stuff. Go ahead. I'll be right here taking all the pictures, all the pictures. <clears throat> I know what skydiving is. You get in a plane that's way too small. <laughs> You jump out the airplane and you, 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 you go like this for a little bit and the parachute comes out and you land. I know what it's not, it's not a foot race. There's nothing on the ground. I, I know the steps to do it. You know, you get up there and you take a little, I watched them do it and they showed them here's what we're gonna do and the guy gets behind you and on the count of three, we're all gonna go and but, all right. I, I know why I struggle. Put that picture up, this is why I struggle. I don't want that face. Nobody wants that face. That doesn't sell me. I'm going to choose to do that. I'm out here. Ah, someone's going to take that picture of me. <laughs> look at, look at that. You know who's winning is the guy with the face shield with the thumbs up. Right here. He's the one that's having a good time. Still to this day, I, I have no desire to go skydiving. I, I have no plans. I, I don't know why anyone would, would, would do certain things, but isn't knowing the why in most decision-making processes one of the most important pieces? If you're gonna get married, you better know why because it's gonna take some work. If, if you want that job that you've been praying for, you better know why you want that job because one day you're gonna roll up and someone's in your spot. One day you're, you're, gonna, you're gonna come into your, your desk, your cubicle, and someone's gonna have their lunch sitting on your seat. That's gross. A little dramatic, but you get it. 
If you want kids so bad, and I believe that God has that for someone. Maybe you're struggling because you have kids and it's been hard. You need to know why you prayed and asked God for kids because they will grow up and they will eat all your snacks. <laughs> we eat the same stuff now. You gotta know why. I wanna bring, make it real practical for you today. I wanna help you understand why we should choose forgiveness. And I wanna speak to you from the message title, Finding a Reason to Forgive. Finding a Reason to Forgive. If you've got your Bibles with you, go to Matthew 18. Matthew 18, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Matthew is the first book in the New Testament. There's an Old Testament, that's the first half. There's a New Testament, that's the second half of your Bible. I told the first service, if you <clears throat> see my Bible, you're ever wondering why, why my Bible looks so busted. This, is, this Bible was given to me by uh, my wife in, on my birthday in 2009. And so I've had this Bible for a long time and um, it, it's not the worst Bible. This is the best Bible I have. It's my favorite Bible. So if you see me with this, this is why I got it. Matthew chapter 18, 23 to 35. Jesus is teaching the parable of the unforgiving servant. What's a parable? A parable is just a small story with a big meaning. And they're asking him about forgiveness. How do we do it? How many times? How's it work? What if they do that? And he goes, let, let me just tell you a story. And I think it's gonna help you understand. Matthew 18, verse 23. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. When he began to settle, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. Everybody shout 10,000. 10,000 talents. And since he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold with his wife and children and all that he had and payment to be made. So the servant fell on his knees, imploring him, begging him, have patience with me and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the master of that servant released him and forgave him the debt. I'm gonna hold right there. The servant has a great debt. How much debt? 10,000 talents. Now, we know talents as, you know, can you juggle? Are you fast? What are you gifted at? Do you, do you have a skill that's special? You have a talent. In biblical context, a talent was a measurement of money. Roman Empire, a, a talent was equal to 20 years wages. 20 years wages was one talent. This man owes how many? 10,000. And so you can do the math. One talent is worth 20 years wages. He owes 10,000. So 10 times 20 is 200. He owes 200,000 years of labor. And they both know it and they both understand his debt could never be paid. But I love the king. I love the king because he doesn't negotiate. He doesn't do a payment plan. He doesn't put him on the Dave Ramsey debt snowball, which probably would have been a good idea. But he doesn't do that. Now, instead, he has pity or compassion and forgives the servant completely. Now, find yourself in the story because you're not the king. <laughs> Who are you? We're the, we're the servant. We're, we're, we're not the king. We're, we're the servant in the story. And we have racked up an unpayable, insurmountable, unbelievable debt that's called sin. But the gospel is that God sent his son Jesus to live the life that we were supposed to live and die the death that we were supposed to die in our place. And three days later, he rose from the dead proving he was the son of God, offering forgiveness of sin and salvation to anyone that repents and believes in him. 
That's the gospel. That's the story. And so God forgives. We, we've racked up so much sin, so, so much lust, so much pride, so much anger, so much greed, uh, so, so much jealousy, so much betrayal, so much cheating, stealing, robbing. What, you, you name your favorite sin. You've racked it up. It, it, it's, just, it, it's, it's in the, the tens of thousands. It's, it's, it's like 200,000 years worth of labor type of sin, but Jesus comes and pays it all. Aren't you glad we got a savior today that pays for your sin? He sees you in your sin. He sees you in your darkness. He sees you in your worst moment. He sees you in your worst day. He sees you at your darkest, darkest hour and says, now I want to forgive you still. That's our Lord and savior. Here's part two in the story in verse 28. But when that same servant who was just forgiven 10,000 talents went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him 100 denarii. And seizing him, he began to choke him saying, pay what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him. By the way, the same posture, the same steps to forgiveness that the first guy did this second guy who only owes a fraction of what the first guy owed does the same thing. And he falls on his knees and he's pleading with him, have patience with me, I will pay you. In verse 30, he refused and went and put him in prison until he should pay the debt. Kind of crazy. This guy was literally just forgiven the same offense, an unpaid debt, 10,000 talents, 200,000 years worth of labor. This new guy, this new servant, his fellow servant, owes 100 denarii. That's three months labor. Still, uh, anybody can, can use three months free, free rent? Come on, somebody. Right? It's not like it's nothing. It's a big deal. I'll take three extra paychecks. I'll, I'll, take, I'll take a little more of that. It's great. Absolutely. But in comparison, it's nothing. It, it, it's, I, I was forgiven everything, and, and now I'm picking up just, j, j, just dust. He's like, listen, man. You, you stole my paperclip and I'm choking you out. I mean, he's, he's just that petty. I'm going to call him Petty, petty Paperclip Patrick. That's how I'm going to call him. We don't see a name in the Bible, but it's so petty that he does this. And you might be thinking, man, he's, he's a clown. It's ridiculous. He received forgiveness and then immediately turns around, chokes somebody, demands payment for way less and withholds forgiveness. But find yourself in the story. Find yourself in the story. Here's what happens next in verse 31. When his fellow servants saw what had taken place, they were greatly distressed and they went and reported to their master all that had taken place. Stitches get snitches. <laughs> but not in the Bible. Then his master summoned him and said to him, you wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me and should not you have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? I, I showed you all the steps. I showed you what forgiveness was. I told you what it wasn't. You, you, you know why I would have struggled. It was this unsurmountable, unimaginable debt. I showed you everything you need to know. And in verse 34, and in anger, his master delivered him to the jailers or in some translations, torturers until he should pay all his debt. So also my heavenly father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. That's Jesus speaking by the way. Forgiveness, lean in, forgiveness is a big deal to Jesus. It's a big deal to Jesus. 
What a wild story. A guy's in trouble. He owes his whole life to a king. Should have been thrown in prison, but is forgiven because of the king's mercy, only to completely miss his opportunity to extend the same thing that was just given to him. Don't raise your hand, but how many confess that's your story today? You're sitting in your seat, you're watching online, you're at one of our locations and going, man, now that I think about it, that's kind of what I've been doing. I come in and get blessed. Bless me, God, bless me, God, but I'm a burden to somebody else. Bless me, God, bless me, God. I got bitterness and I'm a burden to someone else. Bless me, God, bless me, God. I'm bitter, burdened, and I'm holding you in bondage with unforgiveness. Find yourself in the story, but I wanna, I wanna help you choose forgiveness today. I wanna help you find a reason to forgive. And so here's four things, four reasons why we forgive. Number one, we forgive because it's a step towards healing. You and I forgive because it's a step towards healing. James 5, 16 says, make this your common practice. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you can live together whole and healed. Underline that. The prayer of a person living right with God is something powerful to be reckoned with. And so go and confess your faults. Hey, listen, I, I messed up. I want to apologize. Would you forgive me? Hey, you know what? I messed up too. I apologize just the same way you did. Would you forgive me? Go and confess your sins unto one another so that you can live together whole and healed. Is the relationship perfect? It doesn't have to be, but I took a step towards healing because I chose forgiveness. Hebrews 12, 14 says, make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. If you don't forgive, bitterness begins to grow. And you know what the opposite of health is? Brokenness and sickness. Brokenness and sickness and bitterness begins to grow. Every, every week our staff comes together on Wednesdays and we pray and we worship. And there was many years ago, there was a group of our pastors up on our top floor here and we're the building we're in. And the group of pastors were praying, pastor's prayer. And one of the guys that, that no longer works here but was a part of the team at the time came in and he visibly, physically, one of his eyes was pressing out. And we can see it. And it, it looked painful and he was in pain. And we, be, we began doing our normal prayer time. And, and as we sat there, one of our other pastors looked at him and, and, and walked him through an intentional time of confession. And he said, hey, is there any unforgiveness in your heart? Is there anybody that you've been holding a grudge against? Is there any bitterness inside of you? And that person said, as a matter of fact, there is. It's one of my family members. Someone close to me that really hurt me, betrayed me, wounded me. And it's been there for a long, long time. And so our team began to pray together and we walked this individual through confession and through a prayer of forgiveness. And I'm telling you, I, I'm, 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 the, I'm the skeptic and I'm, I kid you not, we're praying and that eye began to go back in. And the pain began to go down. And I, and I believe God's word and I go for it every time, but I, I'm like, let me watch this eye go back in for real. Let me see this. I'm telling you that I went back in. Pain left. 
before he was healed, he had to take a step called forgiveness that led to healing. Forgiveness is a promise before it's a feeling. I said it earlier. That's why it's a step and not a destination. My, 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 my decisions lead, my feelings follow. And if I'm not stepping towards forgiveness, my tendency is to sink towards bitterness. And so what, what, I know what forgiveness is. I know what it's not. Uh, I know why I struggle to forgive. I learned the steps to forgiveness last week. I, I need to know what, why. Tell me why I should forgive. Well, one of the reasons is because it's a step towards healing. Here's the second thing. Why we forgive. We forgive because Jesus commands it. And for somebody, that's enough today. Challenging you right into your faith because Jesus commands it, Luke 17. So watch yourselves. If your brother or sister sins against you, rebuke them. And if they repent, forgive them. Even if they sin against you seven times in a day and seven times come back to you saying, I repent, you must forgive them. And then look what happens in Matthew 18, 21. Then Peter came up and said to him, Lord, so how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? You, you said as many as seven times. And see, Jesus knows what he's doing because Peter is counting the offenses. He's going, okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, unforgiveness, get out of my life. And Jesus says, I see what you're doing. You're counting offenses. You're counting the scales. And then he follows up and says, Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but 77 times. In other translations, it says 70 times seven, which is 490. I'm not a numbers guy, but the Bible likes numbers. And the, the reason for these numbers is to show you, you forgive until whatever it takes. You forgive and you forgive and you forgive. You, you've been given the ministry of reconciliation. If you're going to confess the name of Jesus, you forgive until you need to forgive, until you need to forgive. Um, my son, Levi, and I, he was here earlier, I think, and maybe he's one of the classrooms. Um, he likes to negotiate when it comes to cleaning up his toys in the room. And so we'll be like, hey, it's time to, it's time to clean our toys. And he'll go, okay, dad. And he'll get his, how about 10 toys? <laughs> and I'm like, how about all the toys? <laughs> We're going to clean them all. And then he goes, okay, how about we put, we put um, a timer on, on Alexa for five minutes. And then he'll, he'll turn to Alexa, Alexa, five minute timer. You know, just yelling at things in the room. And Alexa comes on five minute timer. And I say, okay, wait, wait a minute. We're going we're gonna to clean as much as it takes. And he goes, okay, 12 toys, dad. And I keep trying to negotiate with, with how, how much he should clean. And I hate to do it, but every now and then I just got to bring it out and go, I need you to do it because I said so. Any parents out there, sometimes it just comes out. I need you to do it because I said so. I need you to do it just because, I, 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 just because. And, and this is what Jesus says. I, I need you to do it just because I said so, because I commanded it. And I know we got excuses. He's got excuses. I got excuses. We're all great at coming up with reasons why we should stay bitter and cancel people. You don't understand, Travis, how bad they hurt me. If you knew the reasons, you would know why I should not forgive. If you knew the depth of my pain, if you knew how dark that sin was, if you just could see it for a second, if you could just hear my story, and you know what? I don't have to hear your story. And I'm so, so sorry that happened to you. And I can only imagine the depth of your pain. And this is not to dismiss your pain. It's not to dismiss 
what was done to you or your children or against you or in front of you or by that best friend or by that man or by that child or that woman. It's not to dismiss it at all. All I know is at the end of the day, one of the biggest reasons we forgive is because God commands it. Jesus commands us to do it. In the life of a Christian, I know we got many in the room and maybe many are gonna make that decision today. Say, I wanna be a believer. The life of a believer is more than just believing Jesus. Eventually, you have to do what Jesus did. did. You have to live like Jesus lived. You have to do what Jesus does. You have to live out a life that he commands. And so why should we forgive? One, because it's a step towards healing. And number two, because Jesus commands it. Here's number three. We forgive because it releases a blessing. Come on. And this, this is gonna be breakthrough for somebody because you, 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 you've been want, waiting on a blessing. You've been asking the Lord for things and you're, what, what's going on? Well, it could be because of, there's unforgiveness in your life. Look at Mark 11. Verse 24 and 25, I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. But when you are praying first, forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against so that your father in heaven will forgive your sins too. I'd love to answer your prayer. I'm playing God right here. I'd love to answer your prayer about that house. Oh, I know, I want the house for you too. But, but I need you to go forgive your cousin. Oh man, oh, you've been praying for that job. There's the perfect job for you. I need you to go reconcile with your spouse. You can ask for anything and believe in your heart and God aligning your heart with his heart. He wants to deliver and come through on your behalf and answer your prayer. But man, I can just imagine all the prayers that are being hindered because of unforgiveness. And here you are, oh dear Jesus, I think I saw my husband today and he's like, wait, 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 wait. I need you to go make up with your, with your coworker because you just cussed him out last week. Out here praying for a spouse. Talking about he smells good. I sent him, but I need you to go reconcile. Forgiveness releases a blessing. Matthew 5, 23. Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar and they remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to them, then come and offer your gift. Thank you for coming to church today. But have you reconciled with that individual? Thank you for coming to church today, but I notice it's just you and not your spouse. I want you to leave today and go repair that relationship, then come back together. Thank you for blessing me with these hands, but just yesterday with the same hands, you were doing this, choking out him spiritually and emotionally and abusively. Go restore that. Leave your praise here and then come back and bless me. Forgiveness releases a two-way blessing, a blessing to you and a blessing to God. Here's the fourth reason that we're gonna close. Number four, we forgive because we've been forgiven. And I'm gonna show this to you in a way that I think it's gonna blow your mind a little bit. Ephesians 4.31, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God, through Christ Jesus, has forgiven you. Do it because you've been forgiven, because that's what Jesus did for you. Colossians 3.12, since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourself with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults. I just want to pause real quick. Listen, there's a lot of humanity in the room. Okay, any perfect people in the room? Let us know because we'd all like to worship you. 
No, just Jesus. We, we got to make allowances and, and, and don't let that be your excuse. Oh, I'm, just, you know, I'm just a sinner out here trying to get by. But just know that we're dealing with, with, with humans and sinful people and trying to take a step towards the Lord and the minimum qualifications to be a follower of Jesus is to admit that you're a sinner. So Colossians says, make allowances for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. We forgive because we've been forgiven. I want to go back as we close to Matthew 18 and the story of the unforgiving servant, this parable, this small story with a big meaning. And, And the story, the servant is forgiven of, if you remember, how many talents? 10,000. 10,000 talents. Well, I took some notes in my study time and one talent is around 6,000 denarii. Keep that in your mind. One talent, he was forgiven of 10,000 talents, but one is like 6,000 denarii. Well, the other guy who didn't receive forgiveness just owed 100 denarii. I'll just say this coin is 100. It's 100 days wages. But Jesus is using these large numbers to get us to imagine what he's done for you and me and why we, we struggle with unforgiveness. What, what's going on there? 10,000 talents, one talent, 6,000 denarii. Let's say this is 100. One talent was like 20 years of labor. That man was forgiven 10,000 talents, 200,000 years of labor, and he's mad and doesn't forgive this one servant who owes three months of work and pay. And so I just imagine how many coins then was the very first guy forgiven of? 10,000 talents. Was it that much? It's 100 denarii. That much? How about that much? This is 4,000 coins. But it wasn't just this much. In fact, it would take many, many more buckets many other buckets holding the same amount of denarii. Because if this is just 100 denarii, and we know that a talent is 6,000 denarii, it wouldn't just be one bucket filled with coins, or two, or three, or four, or five, or six, or seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, that's a lot, it's one coin. But no, in fact, it wouldn't even be 16 buckets of coins. It would be 150 buckets of coins to equal the amount that was forgiven to the first servant. It's a 600,000 to one ratio. And so if you came to church today looking for a reason to forgive, forgive because it's a step towards healing. If anything, 
Or maybe you just take, you, you, you forgive because Jesus commands it. And for somebody, that was all you needed to be jammed up spiritually. You know what Jesus commanded? I'm gonna do it. I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I never read that verse. Maybe you forgive because it releases a blessing and your prayers have just been hitting the wall, hitting the wall, hitting the wall. And, and you've just been harboring unforgiveness. And today you're gonna release it. But if anything today, the reason to forgive is because you've been forgiven. This is what Jesus did for you. I want you to put that thing up there. Last thing, it took me 40 minutes to get here. Christians should be the most forgiving people because we are the most forgiven people. 600,000 to one. Every room you walk in, you should be the most generous, forgiving person because you have been the most forgiven person. Every conversation you're in, you should be the most gracious, forgiving person because the most gracious, forgiving person already forgave you. So I'm not hanging on to this. And maybe you need to receive forgiveness today. And that's your first step. But for most of us, it's time to give forgiveness. You may not feel it and it may not make sense. And it's only done by the power of the Holy Spirit and because of Jesus in your life. You need to say, I forgive that person. And so I'm gonna help you with that. In a minute, we're all gonna stand up together and pray a prayer of forgiveness. But first, would you bow your heads and close your eyes? There's someone here today that first needs to receive forgiveness for themselves. All of our locations in Oahu watching online, bow your heads and close your eyes. And if you need to receive forgiveness today for your sins, and you know what that is, and you know what your life looks like, and it's been a struggle to even extend any kind of forgiveness and grace and mercy and kindness to other people because you haven't even been kind to yourself because you just know how dark and hard your life's been, today is a day of salvation. Today's a day of freedom, freedom through forgiveness. And first it comes to you all so that then it can go through you. But first to you. So with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, I want you to pray this prayer in the stillness and the quiet of your heart to say, dear God, I admit that I have sinned. I admit that I've fallen short. I admit that I need a savior. I need forgiveness. Please forgive me today. I believe that you lived and died for me. I believe that you conquered sin. I believe you have the power to forgive me today. I confess you as my Lord. I believe in you and I receive you today. Holy Spirit, fill me up. Give me a new mind, new heart, new purpose. As everybody's heads are bowed, I'd ask you not look around just in this intimate moment, private moment, eyes still closed. If you prayed that prayer in a minute, I'm gonna count to three. If you're online, I want you to let someone know in the chat that you made that decision. But on the count of three, if you pray that prayer or anything like it to say, man, I want forgiveness today in Jesus' name, I want you to raise your hand on the count of three. You made that decision. You prayed that prayer all across the room with all the boldness and courage you have, hands going up. One, two, three, hands up. If you prayed that prayer, awesome, awesome. All across the room, all of our levels, every area. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. God bless you, I see you, I see you. I see you, my sister. I see you, my brother. I see you, young person. I see you, older person. I see all of you. 
God sees you, so Lord, we bless them today. And we say thank you for forgiveness. We receive it now, but we also, Lord, want to in turn release it to somebody else. And so together, would you open your eyes, would you stand to your feet, stand with me today. All of our locations in Oahu, watching online, we are gonna pray together a prayer to now release forgiveness. And I challenge you to get that person in your, in your, in your mind, in your heart. The one that's been so hard, the one that's been so painful to you and your family. And we're gonna pray this prayer together. And I'll just say it one more time if I hadn't said it enough. This is not easy. It may be easy for the person next to you, but it doesn't have to be easy for you, but you can do it by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's pray this together on the count of three. As soon as they put it up, there it is. One, two, three. God, thank you for forgiving my offenses and my sins. I repent for withholding forgiveness from this person. Today, I make a decision to forgive them for the pain and hurt they've caused me. I no longer want to carry this wound. I'm giving you the pain and laying it down at the foot of the cross. Jesus, I hand my offender over to you. You are my defender. I pray your blessing over their life. Surround them with your love, your mercy, and your grace. Right now, by the power of the Holy Spirit, I receive new joy, new hope, and new peace that only Jesus offers. Thank you for continually healing my heart. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Amen. Come on, clap your hands by faith. We're releasing forgiveness. We're receiving forgiveness. Letting go of bitterness and unforgiveness in Jesus' name. Hey, family, I just want to say I, I, I love you so much. Thank you for being a part of our church. Thank you for being a part of this series. I hope that it's encouraged you. If you need the resources, text WNTT to 52525. If you need prayer, you can stick around. Come hang out with us at the baptism. Let's welcome out Pastor Ty. He's going to close out our service. Let's give him a hand.